You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Today is a great day. You know why? Because today is Vegas Day. By the time you're listening to this, I'll already be on a plane to Las Vegas, my annual trip with the guys. First week of NFL season. I'll keep you updated on any goings-on there this weekend on my Instagram stories if you're interested. We do have some stuff to talk about today. First off, uh, I want to give you not necessarily an update on the, what I brought up yesterday, but uh, just kind of clarify things since so many things were sent to me yesterday that were incorrect. Um, we got some small information on Joey's season of The Bachelor. We are going to talk about Big Brother last night and what's happening there. And I got a story about Air Canada and sitting in vomit. That'll be fun. And we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast, sorry, (laughs) brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve50 and use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve50. Use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So I want to start off by talking about the story that has not broken yet publicly. However, it is out there online. I just, once it breaks publicly, then you'll know and I'll explain everything about why I just refused to talk about this until a entertainment site decided to write about it. But let me just say this because it was misreported, of course, online. People, I don't know when they listen to my podcast if they just don't comprehend things that I make so very clear. But let me just make this perfectly clear. Start hitting your record button right now. Play it back over and over so you don't get this wrong. This story that I'm referring to has absolutely nothing to do with any contestant in Bachelor Nation. Nobody has nothing to do with them. This story isn't about anybody in Bachelor Nation. It doesn't have to do with a contestant. It doesn't have to do with a producer. It doesn't have to do with a host. It doesn't have to do with the key grip guy. It doesn't have to do with a cameraman. Nothing to do with any contestant involved in Bachelor Nation. I hope that is perfectly clear. I said that yesterday, that it had nothing to do with Joey's Women, Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, nothing like that. I said it wasn't Bachelor Nation related, yet I got a bunch of things sent to me saying, oh, what couple are you talking about? First, I never said anything about a couple. This is a one-person story. So just just to make that clear. The other thing is that Because it's not related, you're like, well, then why are you bringing it up? Because once the story is out there, you'll know why I brought it up. And that's the best I can give you. While it has nothing to do with anybody in Bachelor Nation, contestant, producer, host, anything like that. It does have something to do with somebody who is associated with the franchise. And once you see the story, you will understand. Just trust me. 
I'm not trying to misreport anything. I'm not trying for clickbait. This has nothing to do with it. This is a major story, and it's very, very unfortunate. I hate that this story is out there. It fucking sucks. But stop jumping to conclusions and actually listen to the words that come out of my mouth, for Christ's sakes. People sending me stuff yesterday. I'm like, where are you coming up with this? I never said that. So bizarre. Anyway, I will update you because there's a good chance it probably gets public knowledge acknowledgement today. There is acknowledgement currently happening about it. But I think I, even even with even with the acknowledgement that has been happening all day yesterday, I still did not feel comfortable running with the story and just or, or at least drawing attention to it. I'm not running with anything because people out there outside of me know, and it's proven by what is being posted on social media. So we'll just leave it at that. I think the story will probably hit today. And then I will tweet it out. I'll put it in my Instagram stories and say, this is what I was referring to. And then in tomorrow's daily roundup, I'll explain. It's a very unfortunate story, but it has nothing to do with breakups or cheating or anybody in Bachelor Nation. Please stop your stupid speculation about that. I never said it was a couple and I never said it had anything to do with any per- person involved in Bachelor Nation and any contestant. And now I'm telling you today, no contestant, no producer, no host, no key grip person, no cameraman person, no boom mic holder, nothing. But it is relevant if you follow the Bachelor world. You will be, oh, man. So just keep that in mind. Uh, A little news to report on Joey's season. This was posted yesterday. It was sent around. It was sent to me. There was a picture of Joey yesterday in Collegeville, uh, Pennsylvania, at the Collegeville Italian Bakery Pizzeria Napolitana. They had a Facebook post that had Joey there with a rose in his hand, and it said, We are honored and humbled to announce The Bachelor will be filming some hometown footage for Joey's season this Friday, September 8th, here at the bakery. We invite the community to join us starting at 10.30 a.m. So if you live in Collegeville or close to Collegeville and you want to see Joey at the Italian Bakery Pizzeria Napolitana, go there. This is not the beginning of his season. He's not starting filming. This is just going to be part of his intro package. So just know that if you're anybody you're listening right now and you're close to that area, go check it out. You might be able to get on camera. And be, I'm assuming it's just going to be him showing up at the pizzeria and a bunch of fans there screaming his name. And you could be one of those screamers and do that. So check that out if you're interested. As I said at the beginning, on a plane, uh, by the time you're listening to this, that's why I actually released this a little bit early because I wanted to get it out there before I was in my car and headed to the airport. So you did get a little early today. And... I'm on my annual Vegas trip, very excited for this. It's the one I look forward to the most every year. I mean, not saying I don't look forward to my party every year as well, that uh, the fan appreciation party that I throw in June, but this is one, you know, it's just me and the boys. Good times will be had. 
got the Gabbana tomorrow at the Venetian with the greatest chicken tenders you've ever tasted in your life. I'll be sure to tag Dave Neal and Tasha and Courtney and her and Umberto, her husband, because they're obsessed with them too. Because I turned them on to the chicken tenders. And you bet your ass I'm going to be wearing my new Evolution t-shirt. So look for that as well. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about this trip. Obviously, first week of NFL season is always very exciting. Gambling-wise, I've been doing a lot of studying this week. I really have a good feeling about the games this weekend. I know that's part of the Sports Daily. You'll be hearing that today and tomorrow. But if you're interested in that stuff and you're interested in gambling, you'll be able to see that um, on this, or you'll be able to hear that on the Sports Daily tomorrow, all my picks that did really well uh, in week one. But, you know, my Vegas thing is this. You know I love to play craps. Craps is my game. And anybody that's interested in craps, use my system, which is bet the hard ways as a fun bet, $5, $10, whatever, and then just keep parlaying it. Try and hit big because that's probably, you know, you can sit there and be like, oh, I want to hit the, uh, you know, the, you know, to roll a 12, I think is what, 31 to 1, 36 to 1. It's like, yeah, but that's a one roll bet, you know, hard ways. You have the ability to, if it hits, parlay it. If it hits again, if you want to collect, you can. But I bank on somebody hitting a hard way three times in a row. That's what I'm always hoping for every trip. I get numerous opportunities every trip. It's just a matter of if it happens. Numerous opportunities where it hits twice, and I'm trying for that third one. And I keep track every trip of how many times it hits twice, and then... I'm banking on it hitting that third time. And usually I go, you know, sometimes I remember one trip. I was like three for 14 and it hit three times in the first day I was there. Somebody hit a hard way or a hard way hit three times, three different times, not in the same role, but three different times I was at a table on the first day. And then I had 11 other chances the rest of the weekend where it hit twice, and then I couldn't hit it that third time. It was crazy. And not just me rolling. I'm talking about other people rolling when you have the opportunity. So if you don't understand craps, you have no idea what I just said. But trust me, it's a great system. (laughs) And it's really cool if it hits three times, and I'll be looking forward to that, most definitely. All right, let's talk a little bit of Big Brother. Last night was the power of veto. I was able to avoid everything related to Big Brother. Before last night's episode aired, I did not know Cameron had won. I did not know the replacement nom was going to be Jag. And I did not know that it certainly looks like, unless the editing is fooling us again, it certainly looks like after being voted out 10-0 last week but being saved by the power of invincibility by Matt, it certainly looks like Jag's going home tonight. Now, I will not be watching tonight's episode, nor will I be watching tonight's episode of The Challenge, because I'll be watching the football game in Vegas. So I will just read what happened and kind of give my thoughts, but don't expect a very long daily roundup tomorrow. I just, I'm not going to have a ton to give you outside of probably the biggest thing will be is if this story makes it uh, that I'm referring to makes it to 
one of the major sites, then that's what we'll talk about tomorrow. But I'm not going to watch Big Brother. I'll just find out what happened online. But it certainly looks that way, which is really interesting. I did not I did not think that Jag was going to be a target, but it, it does make sense. But the more I watch the show this season, it is it is amazing how everybody knows Sari is one of the greatest reality TV game show players ever. So good on Survivor, wins the only season that they've had of the Traders. And then yet <laughs> they just all listen to what she says on this show. And look, she's a great strategist and she's running the house. But at what point do people be like, hey, do you realize if Sari gets to the end, she's going to win? We have to get her out of here. So I'm not sure what is happening with her and why no one's targeting her. But she's playing such a good game. It's not even close. She's she's playing a better game than anybody in there. And it's not even close. So I don't know what's going to happen with her. And if somebody is going to decide, look, we have to get her out. It sucks for Jag because... You want someone like that who was given a save to maybe stay a little bit longer, but it looks like he's just going to go right back out there and be eliminated tomorrow, which that'll blow. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure he never thought once he was saved that he was going to be the next one gone. You know, unless, unless this is a ruse and unless they decide, you know what, maybe Red is the right way to go and maybe we should be getting rid of Red. I'm not sure. Because it could be I'm being fooled by the CBS edit and what's happening on the live feeds is what's really going to be going down and maybe they're already targeting Red. I'm not sure. But I'm looking forward to seeing, well, not seeing, hearing who goes home tonight and kind of how it all went down. But that is going to be something I will briefly address uh, in tomorrow's podcast. And something about the power of veto I didn't, and this could, this is a very small thing, but again, something that, you know how when we've been talking about power of vetoes in the past, and it's been a, if, if it's been a challenge where you it was a timed challenge and you had to have the lowest time, they usually always showed all six people who competed, they always showed all six times, and for that, whatever reason, the last two that had a time element to it, they only showed the top three times. I don't understand why that changed, but... It did. The other thing was when the power of veto ceremony started tonight, has it always been if one of the two noms on the block this week, it was obviously red and Cameron. Has it always been if one of the two noms wins power of veto, they're the ones that stand up and start the speech of this is the power of veto meeting. Me being a nomination and one, this is the power of veto and I'm choosing to use it on myself. I still thought the how head of household is the one that starts the quote unquote speech, but maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, and because I mean, Heisman won power of veto, but I can't remember if he was up on the. I can't remember. Anyway, is is that was that odd that Cameron got to start the speech? I thought the head of household does. Maybe you're going to tell me, no, Steve, the head of household only starts the speech if neither of the noms won the power of veto. Or is it always the winner of the power of veto that starts the speech, whether they're a nom or not? I'm just blanking. Sorry. And did you see this story about Air Canada? They had to apologize to two passengers who were escorted off a plane 
after being told they had to sit in their seats that weren't cleaned well enough because on the flight before then, someone threw up in the seats. So someone who was sitting next to them and witnessed the whole thing took to Facebook. This happened on a flight on August 26th. It was going from Vegas to Montreal. And this woman who wrote it all out on Facebook said there was a bit of a foul smell and someone had vomited on the flight before them. And two women and the man in front of her were struggling to get seated. Uh, They tried a quick cleanup before everything happened, but it clearly wasn't thoroughly cleaned. They placed coffee grinds in the seat pouch and sprayed perfume to mask the smell. So clearly the upset passengers tried to explain to the flight attendant and the seat and the seatbelt were wet. There was still visible vomit residue in the area. However, the flight attendant said nothing could be done to rectify the situation as the flight was full. The passengers said they couldn't possibly be expected to sit and vomit for five hours. They argued back and forth for several minutes before the flight attendant sought out her supervisor who told the three passengers the exact same thing. They reluctantly gave them blankets, disinfectant wipes, and vomit bags to sit on per their request. Then the person who was basically recalling all this and sharing it to her Facebook said, the pilot came down the aisle, got on his knees and knelt down and told the two ladies that they had two choices. They could leave the plane on their own accord and organize flights on their own dime or they would be escorted off the plane by security and placed on a no-fly list. (laughs) When they were asked why those were their only two options, he said they were rude to the flight attendant. They were certainly not. They were upset and firm, but not rude. Security escorted the two women off the aircraft, and they were saying, for what? Refusing to sit and vomit for five hours? So... Air Canada told numerous news outlets in a statement the airline issued an apology to the passengers as they clearly did not receive the standard of care to which they were entitled. Gee, you think (laughs) you made that you were about to make them sit and vomit? And then the pilot comes back from his seat. We never see the pilot really walking back unless he's got to go to the bathroom. And that's usually in the first in the first toilet right there in the front of the plane. This pilot took the time to walk back to these two women and tell them they only had two options and neither of them were any good. Wow. Air Canada, do better. I say this as I'm flying out this morning. God, I hope I don't have vomit seat. What's it called? Flight attendants out there. What's it called when I'm in the exit row? I've told you about I'm a snob about about three things in my life. I'm a snob about hotel rooms, I'm a snob about flying, and I'm a snob about concert seats or any sort of game attending at an arena. I have to have good seats. I'm never going to sit top deck. It just doesn't do it for me. I'd rather not go to the game. When I say I'm a snob about flying, it doesn't mean I have to fly first class. It means I always fly exit row window because I want leg room. In hotels, I just try and always get an upgraded room. But for flying... Today I'm in the exit row window, and actually my return flight as well on Monday is exit row window, but I don't have a seat in front of me. I've got all the leg room in the world. So that's always fun. But what's it called? Isn't it called like, um, 
It's got a certain name to it. Flight attendants, tell me what it is if I'm in exit row window with no seat in front of me. The two seats to my left both have seats in front of them, but I've got no seat in front of me. So I wish I could bring a cot or a bed and just lay it out. But I can't do that. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcast. Also, rate and review if you can. Coming up in about an hour and a half from now, going to post the part two of Casey Costa from the Big D. It's all about her book, Cinderella Girl. I've been hyping this for two weeks. You have to listen to this and you have to get a just to get a better understanding about, hey, you saw Casey Costa on the Big D. She was the firecracker. She was bubbly. She had a not so great relationship with her ex-husband, but she got to the end. They didn't end up winning, but that doesn't even tell one tenth of her story and what she came from please take the time to listen to uh, that podcast because it is, it's a doozy and I, I can't thank Casey enough for coming on. It's podcast number 355 will be up in about 90 minutes from now. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.